Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the host of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Welcome to WP Tonic episode 191. Today we've got the immense pleasure of having as our guest Tenko Nikoloff, the CEO of SiteGround. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I'd also like to introduce my co-host, Jonathan Denwood. Oh, hi there, folks. And, oh. <laughs> and myself, I'm John Locke. Um, we'll jump right into it. Uh, um, how did you first get into technology? Uh, and I know that this is a really intriguing story because at first you were a law student. And how did you, you know, come to work at SiteGround and what made you switch career paths in the first place, Tenko? Oh, hi, John. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, so I got into technology, honestly, much before uh, becoming a law student. Uh, actually, my I think my granddad uh, gave me my first computer as a present. And that was at the age of seven i guess and then uh, i was fascinated by it i i liked uh, i spent all my time on, on that computer and then my, the first payment i ever got in my life was for hacking into uh the servers of a big american company which name i won't say but uh, that was that was at the age of 13 14 i guess and the first payment i got was in the form of server online uh, so I, I had that for a couple of years, played with it, and was even more fascinated by what like technology can achieve and by everything internet related. Uh, so when I became student, uh, uh, actually two months before before my first day as a student, I got my first job as a technical support in a big ISP here in Bulgaria, and then uh, as for SiteGround, one thing led to another, and uh, at after two years after, probably one year and a, and a half after, I was uh, in between jobs. I was looking for a job as a technical support because I was good at that. I was liking it, and uh, that's how I found SiteGround. Uh, it was a very, it was a brand new company. It was just founded. Uh, it had no more than I, I guess four or five employees, uh, out of which two were support, and I was the third support member. Uh, so there wasn't like any structure of the company. There wasn't anything, but there was good marketing. My my, my current partner, Ivo, he was doing marketing and the company was growing with just five people. So uh, even then, support was a big thing. Uh, we always believed that support was the mo- one of the most important aspects of our, our business. Helping people is, is what we've always strived for. And uh, I quickly became the technical support manager. Uh, which was the largest department in the company, which currently is the largest com- department in the company as well. And uh, again, one thing led to another. Uh, soon after that, I was the CEO of the whole company. And that's a really interesting story. You truly have a, um, a like we call like a success story, where basically like you came in as support and you ended up being CEO. Was that your plan all along, or did how did that come about? How did uh, you that happen? To be to be completely honest, I never 
I never imagined myself in that position. I was always a fan of the technical stuff. And, uh, and because I, I'm, not a, I'm not a developer as a background, uh, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a technical person at the same time. And at the same time, I studied low. So I'm, I'm good at other things besides being just geeky. Uh, so it turned out it's I'm a, it's a good combination for running a tech company. So I never dreamt about it. It, it was never my goal. It, it just happened. But I love it. Excellent. Um, you know, and, and I've heard you say before that SiteGround is successful because it pays attention to three core values, which is outstanding support. Like you mentioned before, it's the, the support is still the largest department. Uh, but also technological innovation and employee satisfaction. And I wanted to ask you, what role does each of these play in the success of the company? Uh, to be honest, the role of those three is tremendous in, in what we've achieved. It's uh, most, so I, I don't want to say which one is the most important, but uh, if I have to, I'd say employee happiness is the most important of all. Uh, because if you if you can't build a company that your employees love, how are you going to build the company that your customers would love? So you have to start small. You have to have your your employees believe in what you do, uh, believe that you're better, know that you're better, and strive for making your company better. And that that leads to to happy employees. And uh, maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why we've been voted like employer number one here in Bulgaria, where our HQ is for the past few years. Uh, but uh, I think happy people are eager to do the best things in the world. And uh, uh, those same happy people are eager, eager to do technological innovation, uh, which is a big part of what we do because we're a technological company. And if we don't innovate, we're just one of the, one of the, uh, one of the lot of the companies in the, the masses. And we don't want to be that. We, we want to be different. We want to do everything ourselves. And uh, throughout the years, we've, we've innovated quite a lot of stuff. Uh, we were the first web host to, uh, to do account isolation on share posting. And then we were the first to introduce AI monitoring that uh, automatically fixed our servers. And then we were among, among the first to embrace the Linux container technology and start building on top of it. And uh, uh, we, we are now doing a lot of stuff with AI, uh, which is which is great. I love AI. Uh, and uh, that innovation, uh, fortunately, requires, I think, outstanding support. Because uh, if, you, if you have a service like everybody else, then you can just steal uh, employees from other companies and just support that service. But if, if, if you innovate, if you create something new, then you have to have highly trained people to be able to help your customers. And uh, as I said in the beginning, it's always been very, very important for us to be able to help our customers. No, definitely. And I love how you, it's very interesting, um, you know, that you guys are using AI and I know that that's one of your technical innovations. Uh, one of the things that you guys have that's, it's kind of uh, unique to you is the super caster, but, but definitely, um, you know, I'd love to hear like more about the super caster, uh, what that is for the people who aren't on site ground uh, and some of the other technological uh, innovations that you sure. Sure. Uh, so the super cashier, it's it's actually for the past two months, I guess it's it's now called the uh, SG optimizer. 
So it used to it used to do just what the name suggests, a highly sophisticated backend caching system for basically any CMS out there. And we we had that plugin for WordPress that was installed with, with just one click and came with every WordPress uh, that we had. Uh, that would do that would allow you to do nice things like purging cache from within WordPress or to cache dynamic content or to exclude certain pages from caching. And basically, it made your uh, site lightning fast on a shared hosting server with just uh, one click. Uh, but we we felt the need to to upgrade it, uh, to say, and that's why we renamed it to SG Optimizer. And now it it it, it does much more. So right now, uh, because we always want to be, uh, we are always fighting against bots and. We, we have that security war going on. Uh, we want to have everybody on the latest version of PHP. So we, we added this functionality to SG Optimizer to uh, basically check your website uh, against the latest PHP, like 7.1 or 7.0. And, and if it's compatible, it will let you switch the PHP version from within the WordPress backend. And then uh, since we, we were the first, one of the first to, to back this uh, project, Let's Encrypt, you heard about it? Yeah, and uh, we started issuing SSL for our, all, uh, all of our clients. I think we were the, the first web host to do that as well. Uh, so we added functionality to, to our plugin to, to basically enable SSL on your website, rewrite all, all your links with just one click. And uh, people like that. People, people like when we build stuff like that for them. No, definitely. Um, those, and I do remember you guys being one of the first to back Let's Encrypt. Um, so you guys have really been on the forefront of innovation. Uh, you know, another thing that is, is really vital to your guys' success is, is your support team. And what are the qualities that you look for when you're hiring uh, someone to, to be a team member at SiteGround? So besides being able to be a team player, uh, which is one of the very important things for us because we none of us can create any of those on their own. So we have to be team players, all of us. Uh, there is only one thing that I, I look for, and that is passion. I want to work with people that are passionate about what they do. If they are, then great, great things follow. No, I love that. Um, you know, and when it comes to hiring like te technical people, same thing, just people who are passionate about development and innovation. Um, how, you know, we, in the past few years, we've seen the hosting space, especially around managed WordPress, uh, changing rather drastically. And we're seeing like a, a maturing process in, in the hosting space. Um, but in, in your view, how is the hosting space changing and where is it moving to? Is it going uh, closer to having like cloud uh, hosting? I, I, like the, I, I understand what you're saying. I very much like the term cloud. Uh, the cloud, uh, people, a lot of people are telling me nowadays that everything is in the cloud now. It, it has always been in the cloud. Like cloud, what is the cloud? The cloud is like servers up there that are constantly connected to the internet. So in my perspective, everything is, is in the cloud and it has been for quite some time now. And what, what has changed is, is there is more and more people that, that like to be catered, catered well to get like all-in-one solution without the need to like the need or hustle to be like the web developers anymore. And uh, 
it, we, we, the hosting companies, and not only us, every service company in the, in, on the internet, we're becoming more and more of a software companies rather than just plain service companies, uh, which I like a lot because uh, software allows us to, to build extraordinary solutions. Uh, but I think this is the big shift that will follow, uh, that everything will be managed and uh, people will expect a lot more than just some space to upload their websites and some PHP running. Uh, they will expect like fully catered, catered service, like auto updates, everything done for them. And uh, whoever can adapt will survive. In your opinion, is, is the competition in the hosting space like pushing like everyone forward? I think, I think Amazon is pushing us all forward. They're the, they're the thing that, that is innovating like hell and, and they just changed the whole industry. Not overnight, but over like five years. And I think that's a good thing because without healthy competition, without good players, uh, it, the industry wouldn't move anywhere. And it, it has been like that uh, from 2005 to 2010. Nothing happened in our industry. It was, it was all the same. It was actually boring. Yeah, definitely. Um, and another another area that um, we've seen like innovate in, and especially in in the WordPress hosting space. I know that you guys like also uh, provide hosting for Joomla and Drupal, but it is around security. And w what kind of programs? What kind of um, features do you have in place uh, to to you know help? Uh, website owners with security. It's funny that you asked me that because just today we we launched an AI security thing that I'm going to tell you in a minute. Uh, but uh, I, I myself and uh, a lot of other people in our team, we've always been obsessed with security, like obsessed to the to the point that if if we go towards the hall of our office and some computer is unlocked, uh, you go and change the background to something stupid, just make the person know that they have to lock their desktops all the time. Uh, and we, we deal with our clients the same way. We, we kind of push them towards uh, having more secure websites and build solutions for them that would allow them to not get hacked even if they don't uh, do all the security precautions that they have to. Uh, so we push them to upgrade PHP, we push them to use SSL, we push them to use SSH without passwords, but with only keys and stuff like that. And uh, of course, we have like DDoS mitigation devices. Uh, we mitigate some pretty large attacks. Uh, we have uh, our own custom uh, web application firewall that we add, I think, two, three rules a day at least. Uh, we have a 24-7 security team. Uh, we have more than 100 kernel patches, I guess. Uh, so uh, a lot of those have gone upstream to the kernel itself and a lot of other of our competitors are using those as well. And uh, we have our, our own secure Linux, uh, secure Linux container technology, which allows us to basically isolate uh, all the instances that we run. But uh, just today we, we launched this AI thing that would uh, gather all the logs from all our servers in one month place and that's tens of thousands of servers and that's a really big data problem that we have to solve to try to analyze all those logs real time and to block malicious content malicious traffic and separating legitimate traffic from malicious is is it's a really difficult extremely difficult task uh, especially when you when you post like 
hundreds of thousands of sites, and people get angry if you if you if you block their customers for the, all the obvious reasons. So you have you have to uh, make it so that you don't block anybody in the kitchen. So uh, there are numerous solutions that float around the internet, like massive lists of user agents to ban or database pipes to block. But none of that really really worked. Uh, we had to before before launching our service, we had to reroute traffic to uh, security providers, which added additional hops to, to the network performance and was more expensive for our customers. And that's why we, we built the, the, that solution that uh, we just launched today, uh, which uh, has been live for, I guess, six hours and has blocked on average 2 million login requests per hour. Wow. I mean, I, I think that a lot of people don't realize like how massive like the automated... Um, attacks are and and it's good to see that that you guys and other people are innovating in a way to um kind of um detect those and and yeah and i i think people just now are starting to see it because automated attacks are getting so so big uh that people actually so we we as a shared host uh, uh we have limits on our on our plans and people started seeing their hitting limits just because their site gets like a lot of bug traffic. And, and uh, you can't really, if, if you don't have a, like a, an AI system that will differentiate those traffic, you can't really do anything because it's like, it's like a legitimate traffic. Yeah, that's true. That, that is like a, a huge problem. Just making sure that, you know, it is really hard to separate um, uh, legit traffic from, um, like illegitimate traffic. Uh, one question I wanted to ask you too is, is, um, and I don't know if you guys were partnered up before, um, but recently, you know, Sucuri was uh, uh, bought up by GoDaddy. And when it, we're seeing a lot more consolidation in the space. Um, company, hosting companies buying up, acquiring like different things. Are, are there any things that you guys have, have thought about or, or is on your roadmap for either developing or acquiring? Uh, both, actually. Uh, there is, like, I, unfortunately, I can't talk more, a lot about all of them, them but uh, it's, there are certain things on the roadmap that we would like to acquire. And there are certain things that we're already building. So hopefully you'll see two or three big launches from us until the end of the year. Uh, but we're talking something very, very big. Oh, cool. We'll be looking out for that for sure. Um, and I wanted to ask you too, you know, you guys have a, a lot of different offerings. You guys um, target, you know, hosting for a lot of different CMSs. But, you know, when it comes to... Uh, you know, a, a profile, a customer profile, who are you really like, you know, targeting um, right now? Who who are your ideal customers? Uh, we've always been kind of very popular in the like small and personal business website segment, uh, which generally, generally means we've done the, the harder uh, work to please each and every client. Uh, uh, but this has naturally started to shift towards bigger and uh, more enterprise-like uh, clients uh, in the in the last years. And uh, it, it, as I said, it started naturally. Uh, we just recently launched a custom enterprise offering that is aimed at uh, bigger and more complicated projects, uh, which we built uh, from scratch for our clients. And we've had a fair amount of enterprise clients already. 
uh, I think because our name is out there and people trust us and and more more or less because we we are able to build everything because we have such a skilled DevOps team that uh, do they basically do magic. So uh, yeah, I think that's that. Uh, we we used to be just aimed at the small business owners, and now it's it's towards I guess everybody. When it comes to like the marketing efforts. Um, you know, how, how does that differ? Like when you're approaching an enterprise customer as opposed to like a small business? Oh, well, it's, it's very, very <laughs> different that, uh, small business, they're, uh, they're fed into our websites. Uh, they, they buy themselves the hosting package. They, uh, 80 or 90% of them, we never hear from, they do everything themselves. Uh, they, uh, some, a lot of them, they don't require any support because we have a lot of resources and a lot of like stuff they can do on their own. And, uh, the enterprise sale, uh, the sale itself is, is a long, much, much more longer process. And sometimes it's months. It's, it's not just something that happens on your website. And then, and then after you, after you, you have closed the client, uh, you have to build the solution for him. So it's not something that we do out of the box. It's, it's different every time, even if it's smaller, it's different, it's still different. So uh, the marketing efforts in, in, in that regard were different as well. So we, we had to create a name for ourselves uh, in the enterprise world. Uh, we had to start working with agents, closer with agencies, uh, which is a great thing because those guys had some great feedback for us. And uh, everything is different. It's, it's a completely different story. I like it. No, definitely. I, I think, you know, and, and when you're dealing with a small business, it's, it's kind of like there's uh, like a pre-packaged like offering. But what you're describing is like when you have an enterprise client, you have to really dig in and understand what their specific needs are before you're going and building them like a custom uh, hosting solution. Is, is that basically right? Yes, yes, and that all of them require like different support, different level of support, different channels of support. So it's it's a different thing, and uh, and I'm glad we started doing it because it it showed me how how different hosting could be. When it comes to um, you know the, the the WordPress community in specific, you know SiteGround has really been heavily involved. You're one of the recommended hosting providers on the WordPress.org page. And, you know, over time, marketing for hosting companies and product companies of all sorts in WordPress spaces started to change. But you're, you've been heavily involved. How has that benefited the company's growth? And how is marketing changing for WordPress companies like yours? Uh, we've been involved with WordPress for quite some time now. I think, I think first we started building themes for our clients, and that was probably, I don't know, 10 years ago. And then we started doing tutorials. Uh, I still, when I go to conferences, I meet people that, that tell me how great our tutorials were uh, eight, nine years ago and how many people use them. And then we discovered WordCamps. So we started going to WordCamps around the world, started sponsoring, started getting involved, started starting becoming part of the community. Uh, so WordPress itself has grown a lot in that time. So naturally, every company that is focused on providing quality services to meet the growing uh, WordPress demand uh, can see the positive effect of WordPress growing. Uh, it has become a serious factor in the internet. Uh, like 30% of the internet is WordPress. 
but I put the stress on quality. I doubt we would have been where we are if we weren't for all the hard work we put into our services and for uh, all the efforts we, we, we make to optimize our offering and to make it work with uh, WordPress users easier. Uh, so um, the marketing part, uh, you, you can easily see a shift towards agencies, as I said, and uh, uh, bigger and more complicated web projects. And that's uh, largely thanks to the development of WordPress as a very powerful platform uh, for, uh, for basically everybody. Uh, but enabling designers and developers to make uh, wonders in much shorter time uh, was a great thing. And uh, if you pair this with a web host who knows what they're doing uh, and knows the possibilities of the software well and uh, can rely, you can rely uh, on your web host to optimize your uh, production cycle, uh, then you'd be a happy client. So I think, I think WordPress helped us a lot and we're trying to contribute back as much as, much as we can. Definitely. Um, you know, and all the different like major uh, hosting companies in the WordPress space, they each kind of have like a distinct either target audience or personality or, or just like the way that I think of them is, is totally different. But, you know, when it comes to a site ground, how, how do you ideally like want people to perceive site ground as a hosting option? Uh, you mean like... What what should what do I want people to think when I, when the brand site ground is, is mentioned? Or yes. Yes. So what's what? the word that comes to mind? Is that your question? Yes. Innovation. I like it. I like it. I think I think we should go for a break and come back and uh, ask some more questions, John. How does that sound? Um. Okay, yeah, we'll go for a break. Okay, and when we come back, we'll be talking more with Tenko Nikolov of SiteGround. See you in a minute. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's WP Tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back from our break. We're talking with Tenko Nikoloff of SiteGround. Uh, another project that you're involved in is, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but the Key Up. Key Up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Describe what this is. Who is this actually targeted as at? So I, I so the name is actually uh, said as Kyup, and in, in Bulgarian, uh, it it basically means a container. Uh, so Kyup was built as a as a brand that basically showcases side ground containers technology, something that we heavily invested uh, three years ago. And Cube uh, is now, uh, it's basically the, the front of a side ground powered uh, container technology that we sell unmanaged. So without all the, good, all the goodies that you get at side ground uh, and cheaper. And currently powers more than 10,000 of containers, containers. And there's a lot of people using it. Uh, it's a big brand. Uh, we're, uh, we're slowly thinking about uh, making Cube our enterprise brand. 
like delivering the platform because it already does. It's delivering the platform for our enterprise plan plans, but we'll see how this goes. Excellent. Can I, uh, can I ask a quick question, John? Oh, please jump in. Um, I just, I just wondered, you know, you know, you talked about Amazon, um, been one of the main drivers of innovation in the hosting industry over the past five years. Do you think Amazon or Google or even Microsoft, they might actually enter the hosting business directly? Uh, no. No, they're too too big and support is a problem. So unless unless they they can have like thousands and tens of thousands of support engineers being able to tackle with that, no. I don't, I don't see them entering our market uh, and uh, I, I see them as a, as a techno, technology innovators which drive the space upwards, uh, but I don't see an immediate threat. Uh, definitely. Where do you see the host, hosting market itself uh, going over the next decade and, and where do you see SiteGround fitting in to that hosting market? I see... As I told you before, I see uh, hosting companies becoming much more software companies rather than service companies. I see the big role of AI. Uh, AI will have in that. And uh, I see a lot of software as a service offerings uh, rather than playing features. And uh, I think that's that. Very good. Uh, are there any other projects that you're involved with that we don't already know about? Uh, yeah, I, I'm in my free time. I'm, uh, me and my partner, we act as, uh, angel investors. Uh, we have a couple of investments, uh, mainly in, in high tech companies. Uh, one is doing software defined storage and the other is doing like crowdsourcing of skiing and snowboarding, snowboarding instructors in the Alps. And we're just just about to sign in another uh, investment into a company that will, that will do AI chatbots uh, for uh, like uh, stores. So web stores would, would be able to get AI chatbots. I'm sorry about that. Somebody rang the bell. Yeah, so I'm involved in, a, in other companies as well, although not as much, but still. Can I, can I ask an additional question? You know, obviously, uh, SiteGround, you, you're based in Bulgaria. Um, my uh, knowledge of Bulgaria is that its university structure is high, it's got some fantastic technical colleges and universities. Has that been a major factor that's helped SiteGround grow and been so successful? This is a very, very good question. Thank you for it. Uh, it yeah, it has. Uh, although it's, it's not the universities, what, it, what is great about Bulgaria, it's the technical talent that we have despite the lack of good universities. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and we've been here in Europe, we've been, Bulgaria has been called a lot of times the Silicon Valley of Europe. So we have uh, a lots, of, lots of very good talent. Uh, unfortunately, Bulgaria is a small country. We're just, I think, six and a half million people. Uh, so it's lots of people uh, as a percentage doesn't mean that that much in total. But still, we're able to find the best engineers out there. And uh, it, it has had a major role in our growth. Yes. What, what, 
I'm interested in you saying that um, it's not because of the university. So what are some of the factors that have led to that poor talent then? Uh, I think, so we're one of the, the countries that has the biggest internet penetration. Uh, and we're among top three in terms of internet speed in the world. Uh, so yeah, uh, and uh, all those things are true because people are passionate about technology here in Bulgaria. And uh, uh, all, all those engineers that we have, uh, most of them are like self-taught, uh, self-motivated. And that's the thing about Bulgarians. They're, we're very, very self-motivated. And uh, I, I, I guess that's, that's the main reason. Uh, but nowadays we have employees all over the world. It's, it's not only Bulgaria. So. so would you, obviously, yes, because of the size of your company now, um, but would you suggest that anybody looking for a good home base should look at Bulgaria? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I, I, don't want, I don't want to, but I think so. <laughs> Uh, I know. Um, I know it's extremely um, in European terms. Bulgaria has got one of the oldest cultures in Europe. I think I'd be correct about that, wouldn't I? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Bulgaria was founded in six hundred six hundred eighty-one AD, and uh, and that was much before a lot the loads of countries in, in Europe. So Bulgaria, oh, really? nation, nation. Britain didn't exist for at least another 400 years. Um, so what, what do you see, what are the main things that SiteGround wants to achieve, achieve in the next 12 months uh, in the WordPress community or in general? What is your number one objective in the next 12 months for the company? So we're... We're building this, and I don't think we, we told anybody about this. Uh, we are building this completely new user area portal for our clients, uh, which would incorporate a lot of new technologies, a lot of new processes, um, and uh, a lot of things I, I, I think would help our clients be better at what they do. And uh, it's, it's a big thing for us because it's going to be mobile, it's going to be it's gonna be fantastic, I hope, and that's that's a that's something that we've been working for uh, on for quite some time now, and I think we will will be ready by the end of the year, so within the next twelve months. And uh, uh, another thing that we, that I I hope to complete within the next twelve months is we're we're building our very own building, so our own office. Uh, it's a pretty sizable thing. Uh, is, it, uh, is it going to compete to the Apple offices? Yeah, I hope so. Yes. <laughs> I hope you can so. have gardens inside it's, the it's office. Been, it's been said to be the most technologically advanced building in Bulgaria. Wow. Uh, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, it, it will, uh, it will, the name will speak for itself after it's done. So, yeah, that's a big thing for me. So, um, another factor, you know, obviously, don't, you know, you're, you're big into data centers, you know, energy, they require a lot of cooling, they yeah. produce a lot of heat. 
So what is the company's plans when it comes to renewable uh, energy resources and that? Is that something you're looking at to keep your costs down? Uh, well, we, uh, obviously we pay our data centers and they pay the electricity components. So uh, it's, it's not a direct cost to us. Uh, but lately it's, it's more and more clients that come and ask the, just about the same question. So we we got a call with with Greenpeace, you know Greenpeace. Uh, they uh, they wanted to to get uh, basically cloud servers, but uh, they wanted to get it from a company that that cares about the environment. Uh, so we had to go to to a lot of uh, to our data center providers and ask them very very nasty questions and make them very uh, make them like uh, commit to to some things that they would do uh, in that regard. And I'm hoping this would stay on for the future. Uh, moreover, we're investing, as I said, in the Linux container technology, which basically allows us to increase the density of Linux nodes we can put per server. So that, that's a, like a, uh, it's a technology like VMware uh, that lets you like put many, many containers on, on one server. So basically, uh, having more of those containers into one single server uh, saves us servers, and it's it's by the hundreds. So we're trying to be more and more eco-friendly with that regard. And I'm just going to, one more question, and I'll hand it back to John. Um, in general, do you think WordPress is less secure than some other open CMSs? Or do you think it um, just has its own, it's the same, and it's, misunderstood some in some ways oh to be to be honest i think wordpress is is more secure than the majority of it and uh and i think the wordpress team is 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 doing more than most of the other open source projects and and because we work with them and we work with other open source projects i can i can really say that with the hand of my heart and uh because wordpress is so big it, it gets a bigger portion of the attacks and hence the perception it's less secure. But I think it's not, I think it's honestly not. Oh, I think that's fantastic news. Back to you, John, maybe you've got a couple of questions. Um, yeah, basically is there, um, when it comes to like marketing over the next year, uh, what sorts of initiatives is, is site ground uh, targeting for, for marketing in the, in the next year? So besides we're, we're launching the, the, the new things that I mentioned earlier, which I can't really talk about, uh, we plan to, to make a big thing about the AI stuff that we're working on. Uh, we, we're aiming at building our first AI uh, bot that would uh, be able to get inquiries from customers and help them much, much faster than our employees can. Uh, so the the aim for that is not to like fire people. It's it's like to have like first line of support that would be like immediate and would still be very very knowledgeable thanks to all the resources that we have. And uh, to be honest, in the past, it's we've always relied on in innovation to be uh, the, the something that we we uh, uh, tell people about. It's part of our story. So I think in the in the not only in the twelve months to come, but in the years to come, it's it's going to be innovation that we're going to talk about. 
So we'll still go to events. We'll still be part of all the communities that we're part of. Uh, we'll still organize conferences. We'll still do all the, all those things that we do, the traditional marketing. Uh, but we'll try to innovate and to tell people about it. Something you said in that last answer, it just made me think of something as, as well. Um, uh, we've seen a, a lot of kind of conferences that are not word camps, but there, there's various other ones like Pressnomics, uh, YoastCon, all these different ones. At some point in the future, could, could you see SiteGround either hosting or organizing some sort of conference around innovation um, or technology or, or hosting? Uh, we actually do. Uh, we, we, uh, so first, first of all, we, we were a big part of organizing WordCamp Europe when it was in Sofia. And uh, we're a big part of uh, organizing WordCamp Sophia every year. Uh, but uh, when it comes to our own conference, we, we've been doing this uh, uh, Bulgaria PhD event, which gathers more than, I think, 800 people. And from all over the world, very good, uh, very good people uh, talking. And, uh, and uh, we've been doing that for quite some time now. I, I think two years. We, we'll, we'll probably do it again next year. And, uh, and yeah, I think, I think we can organize even more events in the future. We, uh, we've been talking with, uh, with agencies and other people that are organizing conferences because this is something that we, we think we're good at and we can definitely help and organize some more events. No, definitely. We'll link that up in show notes for sure. Um, when with that, um, I think we're kind of at the conclusion of our episode and we'd love to have you back sometime in the future. Um, you know, but how do people get a hold of you, Tenko? And is there anything that you'd like to promote? Uh, no, I'm against promotion. So no about that. And if somebody wants, they can tweet uh, at me. It's at Tini Cove. Uh, so I'm pretty responsive. Uh, and that's that. I'd love to come back in the future. And thank you. Definitely. And Jonathan, any, how do we get a hold of you? Where do we, anything that you want to promote? Oh, I just wanted to say it's been a really fascinating interview, Tanko. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I know you're busy. Obviously, somebody who manages a company of the size of SiteGround's time is a, a precious factor. Um, but I think we've given um, some real insight into SiteGround, the kind of company it is, and its plans. Um, how to get hold of me, very similar to Tenko. Um, I'm normally a, uh, around Twitter, at Jonathan Denwood. You could email me. If you've got any questions or you need some advice, email me directly. I'll get back to you in two to three days, and that's at Jonathan at wp-tonic.com. Excellent. And you can get a hold of me at my website, which is lockdowndesign.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, lockdown underscore. For the WP Tonic Posse, we're saying peace out and get your dose. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.